Welcome to Health and Hormones. I am your host, Rita Johnson. Here we talk about all things related to health, hormones, natural living, and those amazing bodies that God has given you and how to take care of them better. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome, everybody. I'm so glad that you're here. I am joined today with the amazing Dr. Amy LaRue, and I just want to dive right into this conversation. So I'm going to start off by diving into your bio, Amy, but welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's just so fun to share just knowledge about natural women's health with someone that's like-minded. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love it. So Dr. Amy and I, just for a little backstory, um, are on a similar uh, Catholic Women in Business board. And it was so neat when she said, oh, I work as a naturopathic doctor in women's health. And I was like, how do we not know each other? (laughs) So I'm so excited to um, introduce her to you all. So Dr. Amy is a mama to three precious kiddos. She's been married for 13 years and she is always seeking knowledge and tweaking her routine so that her family thrives in body, mind, and especially in spirit. I love that. Amy earned her doctorate in naturopathic medicine 10 years ago in Portland, Oregon at the National University of Natural Medicine and got her bachelor's degree in dietetics and pre-med from Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. She currently holds her license as a naturopathic doctor in Vermont. In her virtual naturopathic wellness consulting practice, she works with women to help them accomplish their goals of holistic hormonal health and reach optimal wellness. I also love this. Amy has moved back to the South five years ago after pursuing her dreams in the Northwest for 15 years. She was in Jackson Hole, then Portland, Oregon, and Bend. She misses the mountains and beauty of the West, but is loving small town beach life. I love that so much. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. Happy to be here. Me too. Okay. So tell me, um, we just want to start off by really kind of um, talking about some hormone lab testing. So um, maybe we should just start with like from a very basic, like how does hormone lab testing look different for someone that's looking at it from like as a naturopathic doctor than they would say from a conventional um, doctor's approach? Well, in my experience working with women for the past 10 years, I find that often conventionally, the tests are just ordered randomly. And so they'll, they'll say, oh, I got my labs done. My, I just got a progesterone and an estrogen. And it wasn't timed with any particular point in the cycle. And that information doesn't really serve us very well. It's because there's no context for it. Uh, most of the research and information available is based on a timed test. So an estradiol cycle days, two to four typically, and a progesterone five to seven days after ovulation. So I think that's the biggest difference. Or women are told that hormones don't matter. And um, it's certainly not implicated in their mental health, even though we know progesterone is majorly implicated in our mental health. Um, So I think there's just maybe a little bit more dismissiveness um, conventionally and not to to knock it, some doctors are very well informed, but uh, a lot of times I hear this, that they just told me it doesn't matter. Let's just um, put you on birth control, which are hormones. So why wouldn't the hormones matter? You know, it gets a little confusing. So in naturopathic medicine, you're always looking to figure out why the body is manifesting these symptoms. What is underlying it? The hormones could be imbalanced. And then you also still want to know why. So you want to see that, but you are always asking why. Yeah. So with, um, and, uh, 
with particularly hormone imbalances? And what are some of the things you see as to what are some of those reasons why? So a lot of people have um, gut issues. So we'll call, you know, indigestion, diarrhea, constipation, gas and bloating after meals, food intolerances. And a lot of people think that's just normal. You know, like, oh, well, I had ice cream. Well, not everybody that eats ice cream has diarrhea, you know? <laughs> um, so that is a big one. A lot of your estrogen is metabolized in your gut. So an unhealthy gut microbiome and system with a lot of inflammation can be one of the problems. I think one of the biggest problems for moms in today's society is stress. So they are trying to do all of these things and their cortisol can be high. Sometimes it can be low if they have been chronically stressed for a long amount of time, even just low grade chronic stress. So they're not able to either make enough DHEA, which the adrenal glands make, which is the precursor hormone for everything else. So DHEA is at the tip of the iceberg and you will make everything else from that. There's some argument on where, whether cortisol kind of steals and making of cortisol steals from other hormones, some argument there, but kind of that notion of like, if you're constantly in fight or flight, your body is not really looking to procreate. So you're not making optimal hormones. So it's really digging into that. And it's interesting. I talked to two women this morning. A lot of what we do is a lot of life coaching too, because yes, these hormones matter and supplements are wonderful and botanicals, but it can be a band-aid if we're not addressing the why and how can you modify your lifestyle to better accommodate your health? A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I cannot believe I still get shocked when someone says to me, but Rita, my gut health doesn't have anything to do with my hormones. And I just want to Oh, honey. <laughs> there's I know. So much there. Well, there's just, and there's, I really can't say enough how much, how often women are so dismissed. And so they may have mentioned that to someone, a provider before, and they're blown off. And so they expect this person to be knowledgeable and to, and they trust what they say. So I think what we really have to remember too is, to have some discernment and who you're asking for advice. If you're asking a conventional doctor with no training in functional or natural medicine for advice on supplements, you're probably not going to get a good answer. Or, and you know, some of them are humble enough to say that's not my area of expertise, but that's pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I just, this reminded me too, I was at a um, restorative reproductive um, women's health conference. So a bunch of physicians there and it kind of like the gamut, right? Some functional medicine, some doing, you know, just total out of the box stuff. And then some very, um, you know, like doing very conventional treatments. And um, one of the physicians did this amazing presentation on stress and how like we totally undervalue the impact of stress on our hormones. And I remember I walked out of the room and I was talking to one of my physician friends who is very conventional. And he said, so stress is really kind of a big deal, huh? And I was like, 
oh, I'm so glad. Like, I'm so glad that we're talking about these things. And also for, for providers that are so sweet and humble to say like, whoa, I didn't realize. And it's not, it's not always their fault, right? It's not always, sometimes we get mad at the doctor, why did someone help yeah. me? But it's not always their fault if they're not told. And, um, you know, where does the trust end? I guess like they implicitly trust their program that they got trained in and we trust them to tell us that these things matter or not. Um, so yeah, it is just, it's good to have these conversations and to remember that it does matter. <laughs> yes. And listen to your body and your intuition and build a healthcare team for yourself rather than relying on one person to know everything. Yeah. You know, many, many people use their, their gynecologist as their primary care doctor. That's not their training, you know, it's, it's and not that they can't do that, but they, they can't, you know, they're using them as their um, psychiatrist and their OB and their primary care. And I just want people to remember that we, we really need to build a team of experts. If we have a lot going on, it's really not a one provider approach is something I really think we need to get away from. We need more PT. We need more nutritionists. We need, um, more, just a more of a team effort for people to actually heal. For sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so true. Okay. So say then somebody knows that um, stuff is off with their hormones or maybe they don't totally know. They know that they just have these different things going on. Mm -hmm. and so they want to do some hormone testing. What are some options and what do you um, then prefer to use to help them? Okay. So I like to start with saying that we are always looking at the individual in front of us. So what I do for one person is different than what I do for the next person, even if they have the same symptoms, because the root is often different. So we want to take the labs into context with the story and with the symptom pictures. So we're not just chasing numbers and lab values. We're we're recognizing, oh, you're feeling better. And in this might not be reflected in your labs, but what it's working, you know, because labs are a snapshot in time most of the time. So we need to remember that first. So three options would be serum, saliva, and urine. Serum being your blood, getting a blood draw. So that's far and away the most common because insurance typically pays for it and conventional Doctors will typically order it if you request it. I do that with a lot of my clients. If you have insurance, might as well use it, but request this very long list. <laughs> I just say, here's your wish list. They're probably going to scoff and they might say no, but this is what we would like to see, or people can self order. Just so you know, people are aware of that. You can cash pay for any lab that you want. There are many websites out there. I don't think it's a great idea to do without some sort of provider to help you navigate the results. But anyway, that is an option. So serum is the most common and really helpful for the basic hormones um, when you're just starting to look. So an estrogen, a progesterone, a FSH, an LH, a testosterone. I mean, there a cortisol. There's tons that can be done that way. And then saliva. So that's where you're really just kind of spitting into this test tube. Some I have done this before, and you'd be surprised how much saliva you need. So it's not like you know, it's one little spit and you've filled up your little 
capsule. So that's another one that really is good for looking at a flow over a day. Really common for cortisol when people are looking for adrenal dysfunction and cortisol curve dysfunction is the most common one I've seen. But then also hormones, people use it for that. So if you want to look at what's happening over a month, because you it's really not realistic for most people to go and get a blood draw multiple times a month. I mean, it would be so cumbersome. So that's a good one. And then urine, which is collected over 24 hours and reflects more what is bioavailable in the body, which is most pertinent to us. Like what is, what can I actually use? I mean, we still want to see if a lot of it's being bound up and things like that. But the other part of this is that while there are all these types of tests, the cost varies greatly. So we, we take that into consideration too. Sure. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, okay. So we have the point in time, we have the, the picture, then how do we use that to dive, to dive deeper? How do we make that to be meaningful information? So let's just say someone's going to go in for, to do the blood draw. So they're going to do, um, their, they're going to do their estrogen, their FSH, their LH in the first part of their cycle. So they're still going to have to go in twice. So sometimes this takes a couple months. Every time I try to do mine, I'm like, Oh, Missed the window and wait, you know, till next time. So we're going to take those numbers and look at the optimal range. The range on some of these is huge. Like progesterone could be um, three to, I think it goes up to like 50 or something. You know, I mean, it's a huge range. So we really want to see that based on the person's age, based on, um, what their goals are. Are they trying to get pregnant or, you know, do they have what, whatever symptoms and whatever issues they're working on? So we put it into context and then there are different botanicals and lifestyle changes that we can use to improve upon those numbers. Now, if you're looking for an estrogen per, to progesterone ratio, which would give you more information about something like estrogen dominance, that can be done the same time as the progesterone. That is when you're looking at that ratio around um, seven, five to seven days after ovulation. So you'll typically hear that day 19 to 21. That is only based on a 28 to 30 day cycle. So if you don't have that long of a cycle, you have to do a lot of math. And truly a lot of this, I'm like, I'll just figure out the day for you, <laughs> you know, and I will send you a message and you go to the, get the test done on these days because it's really, and you know this through helping people chart, it can be just overwhelming, especially if you've never charted before or you haven't been um, using any sort of like fertility awareness, NFP, people are like, you to say what, you know? <laughs> so true. <laughs> okay, so then um, can we do with that point in time or even if we need to have it done, like, you know, a couple different tests throughout the month, um, does that, help give us the story or do we still need more to like really be able to dive deeper into that? So it, it depends a little bit. Like for an instance, menopause, you really need a series of FSH levels and estrogen levels. You know, which is perimenopause is like a four year process. So the hormones are erratic by nature. I mean, it's this wild ride people are taking on like puberty, you know, similar, they mirror one another. So 
you really want some consecutive numbers there. Same with something like premature ovarian failure. You're looking at multiple numbers. You're not going to just take one FSH and say, oh, here you are. You're in this. You, you need a couple, a few. Um, I think it's at least three. So you take that information along with the symptoms, and then you start working and creating a plan, which like I said, my, it will always for me includes botanicals and nutrients, depending on the situation of what's high or low. And then um, I love to have people cycle sync too, where they're syncing up their exercise and their social life and as much as they can with the phase of their cycle so that they can support those hormone levels, seed cycling, things like that. Um, so that's what we do with the information. And then I, for many people, it's also just, I think it gives them a little grace for, you know, that, okay, I'm, I'm not just irritable and yelling at everyone because I'm a bad person. It's my hormones <laughs> yeah, assisting in this terrible, you know, coping mechanism. So, so it really helps us just kind of point the direction. I have certainly seen instances where I thought we were going to see a, um, you know, a progesterone or an estrogen imbalance and the person's cortisol was so low. So it really point, it can point the direction for how you want to move forward. You know, you're, I've heard a lot of women say, I feel like I'm just pulling at straws. They just order all these different things online because they're supposed to help with this and that. And that's not their issue, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what are some of the more common things that you find yourself, like whether it's telling them to try or incorporating for them when hormones are off? Herbally, I love maca. Maca is probably what you hear about the most, which the the common name is horny goat weed. So people are like, what? It's really not. It's really not all about libido. In fact, that's people's last symptom to mention. Oh, by the way, I have a low libido, like they care less. Um, most women, I think often. So maca is a really great adaptogenic herb. Adaptogenic herbs are just that. They help you adapt to stress more easily. So they work on multiple areas of the body, but it also helps to increase progest I mean, um, estrogen. So I love that one. Um, if that's the case, you know, if the estrogen's a little low. And then I love Vitex, which is taste tree berry for helping boost progesterone in a more herbal way. I now more than ever do, I do think it's helpful to have a value before you start these herbs because yes, they are um, botanicals, but that doesn't mean they aren't potent and powerful. So you want to make sure someone isn't already high in some of these areas where you're just taking all this stuff and you know, I mean, really my biggest concern with hormones being out of balance is, is cancers and reproductive breast cancer, things like that. So I'm cautious there. Um, but Vitex, I love that. Ashwagandha is another great adaptogen. It's been shown to increase testosterone. The research was only done in men, but we can assume that it also is helping in women. And then, um, Things like DHEA, if that's needed, sometimes that will really boost energy and it can also have that benefit with testosterone. So those are some of like the top ones, but also a blend. So cortisol manager is one of my favorites. So that's a blend of herbs to help just calm 
the nervous system. I do think, and I didn't mention this earlier, I think an hyperactive nervous system stuck in fight or flight is one of the most common issues that women in today's society are facing. Women with young kids, I think that is one of our biggest issues. There is far too much expectation for us, you know? So those are like my top hitters, but there's things like different types of magnesiums. Um, zinc is also used as a cofactor to make testosterone. So you can, there's some markers that you can look at on a, um, on blood work that can help an alkaline phosphatase that can help you see if the zinc is maybe a little out of balance. You can just test it too. So there's a lot of other nutrients that sometimes we need to look at. Is there, are they low in iron? Um, are they low in B12? All these other factors, because I think fatigue is one of the main symptoms that is mentioned. I'm so, I'm so tired every day at two o'clock and I can't get up in the morning and a lot of things associated with just fatigue, you know, drinking a lot of caffeine, things like that. But those are um, some of my favorites and a lot of what I take. Um, I love L-theanine, which is a calming um, amino acid found in green tea extract. We go through a lot of Calm Pro is the product that I like. Go through a lot of that in my health. I love it. That's so good. And I know too, another thing that I'm sure you're always considering Dr. Amy, but for our listeners more, um, you know, also when, you know, Dr. Amy's talking about these different things that she's using, um, before you go out and do this for your own self, you really, really need to be sure that digestion is working well too. You know, we talked about that earlier, but mm -hmm. that's a big thing. If we're trying to support hormones and digestion isn't working or you're constipated or you're not breaking things yeah. down, we really kind of need to, we have these foundations, right? of our health. And we just have to be sure before you all go out and uh, enjoy Dr. Amy's list of things that she loves to use, right. be sure that you're taking some of these other steps too. <laughs> I, I just recently gave a talk and I said, if there is no drug, natural or pharmaceutical in the world that can replace the benefits of exercise, none. In fact, they just did a um, review this year that showed that exercise is one and a half times more effective than the typical pharmaceutical, you know, drug, um, or therapy for anxiety and depression. Wow. It, it doesn't. And I think we have to get away from you. You don't have to spend an hour in a CrossFit gym. You don't have to be a hero, just something consistently every day. So 20 to 30 minutes, like that is a huge part of restoring your health. It is absolutely not about just supplementing. And there's a saying, you can't supplement your way out of bad habits. I mean, if you have a terrible diet and you don't exercise and you work 15 hours a day or whatever, um, I mean, that might help, but, you know, they probably not over the long term. So that is an important feature. And, and we do, although I will say I don't, I, I will still start a plan while we're working on the foundations of health, because honestly, the foundations of health, the sleep, the exercise, the nutrition, the pooping every day, you know, restoring the gut, that is a long-term process. And so in order to have the energy and the motivation to do those things, you have to feel better first. And that's where I love vitamins, nutraceuticals, herbs, all those things is they can build that bridge and sometimes medication. You know, some people need um, 
a antidepressant temporarily to get them to be able to do anything else. And so we really just take stock of that. And then slowly we start making changes because baby steps is really what all these habit experts, you know, there's a million books now about all the habits. It's really the micro changes that last. If you think you're just going to January 1st, you're going to turn over a new leaf and be a new person. Unfortunately, it just doesn't last. Yeah. So I love it. It's so true. <laughs> there was this, this online workout guru girl that I follow. I just, I like to do, I'm a big fan of the 20 minutes at home. I just mm -hmm. don't have time to like drive to the gym and do all the things, but she mm -hmm. always says, she's like, what's the best kind of workout? And she said, the one that you'll do. <laughs> right. right. It's so true. So, um, Dr. Amy, tell me where everybody can find you and what your, um, what your clinic offers. Okay. So I have a virtual, um, naturopathic wellness coaching practice. So, you can find me on my website, amylarewellness.com. And there's um, an option there to book a call. I do free 15 minute consults to just see if we're a good fit. And if I'm not a good fit, I probably know someone that is. There are experts in Lyme disease, there are experts in cancer, in naturopathic cancer treatments, and things like that that um, I refer out for, or, you know, recommend if I'm not the right fit, but I almost always know of something that is, if it's not me. So I really like to chat with women and just, you know, make sure that we're doing all the things and, um, and just, you know, focusing on finding someone that you really resonate with is so important. I can't stress that enough. And if you don't like your provider, please go find a new one. I can't tell you how many women I've talked to that are like, oh, I just don't like my doctor. And then a year will go by. Have you switched to this new, a new doctor? No, but he's the worst. I'm like, so I really just advocate for yourself. Keep learning. I think we all have to take the approach that as a patient, you have to go in with armed with information, like what we're doing right now, and the ability to advocate for yourself and to cut ties when it's not a good fit and to, and to build yourself a team of people that can help you, whether that's um, a naturopathic doctor, a nutritional um, expert, a chiropractor, a PT, a medical doctor, like all the things can really help. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love that. And always remembering that 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 doctor works for you and you yeah. have the ability to fire them, <laughs> but that you don't have to do this alone. So I love that so much. Well, ladies, I hope you really enjoyed this conversation and I pray that it helps you wherever you're at, just feel a little bit more encouraged and empowered to take your health back into your own hands. Hey friend, are you struggling with trying to figure out how to support your hormones naturally? You're sick of all these other solutions that you're hearing about that are artificial or outside of your control? Then grab my free ebook. It's all about how to balance your hormones naturally. The link is in the description to this podcast episode. There's so much we can do to take our health back into our own hands and feel better. So let's get started today.